So this morning we are in the first Sunday of a brand new year, and we are celebrating Epiphany Sunday. Paul does a good job of explaining to us about this season of Epiphany in the third chapter of his letter to the church in Ephesus. In Ephesians 3, he says, This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you. And how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. As I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. The epiphany is the revelation of Christ to the Gentiles. There was this secret plan of God. And Paul is telling us here that this secret of God is the reason why I, Paul, am now in jail. This letter was written from a Roman prison. I'm in jail for Christ. Having taken up the cause for the Gentiles. See, Rome was okay with the Jews doing their Jewish thing. But when Paul started to bring the message of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, in other words, to Roman citizens, well, that was a different thing entirely. That landed him in prison. So he says in this letter to the church in Ephesus, I take it that you're familiar with the part that I, Paul, was given in God's plan for including everybody in this gospel thing. I got the inside story on this gospel message from God himself, just as I've told you previously. So if you look back in Ephesus, uh, Ephesians at the previous chapters, you'll see that Paul says, this was revealed to me by Jesus himself. 
You remember, he was blinded with his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus. And so he says, as you read over what I've written to you in these previous chapters, you'll be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Holy Spirit through his holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, now stand on the same ground before God. So now it's not just for the Jews, it's also for the rest of us. They get the same offer. The Gentiles get the same offer, the same help, the same promises in Jesus. The message is now accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. Everybody is included. And so Paul says, this is my life's work. Helping people understand and respond to the gospel. He says, it came as a gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. And when it came to presenting the gospel to people who had no background in God's way, in other words, those who weren't privy to the, the, the teachings of the rabbis and the priests, When it came to presenting the gospel to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped, but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. I can so relate to Paul. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with God's ability to reach us and teach us and motivate us to go and share the gospel. And so Paul says, and so here I am preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. And my job is to bring out in the open and make plain what God who created all this in the first place has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. And then Paul says, through followers of Jesus like yourselves, gathered in churches just like this one, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. Can you imagine that when you gather here for worship, when you come and study God's word, the Bible in Bible study, the angels are listening in. The angels are talking about it amongst themselves. Look and see what God has done. Making himself known through Jesus Christ, to his people. All this, Paul says, is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. 
When we trust in him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever we need to go. In other words, the power of Christ that dwells in you through the Holy Spirit empowers you to be the minister of the faith that you are called to be. It's not about willpower. It's about God's power. It's not about can I do it? It's about God will equip you to do what needs to be done and go wherever you need to go. And this is what the epiphany is all about. It's the secret plan of God that was long held in covenant with the Jews, but now with the arrival of the baby in the manger is now revealed to the rest of the world and it's exemplified in Scripture by the arrival sometime later of the wise men as they visit the Christ child and present gifts to fulfill the prophecy in Isaiah. And so the secret is out. The Messiah is not for the Jews only, but also for the Gentiles, the Gentiles who since the ascension of Christ back to heaven to sit at the right hand of God have become, you and I have become the temples of God, the Holy Spirit who dwells in our hearts. How did Paul become aware of of this secret, this mystery of Christ come to save all of us. Well, he says it was by revelation. It was by epiphany. Christ revealed himself to Paul and Paul became aware of the true nature and character of God by seeing the true nature and character of Christ. Remember, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so Paul advises us here in Ephesians that we too can have that aha moment of revelation. We too can have our own epiphany experience by simply opening up the living word of the gospel and reading and studying until the Holy Spirit who dwells in us reveals the truth to us. And the lights come on in our head. The lights come on in your heart. And you know that you know that Christ is Lord and that he wants a relationship with each of us. Now, I want to pause here for a moment. And this, in some small way, is perhaps a commercial for the Bible study we're about to kick off. We're, we're going to start... The new year at the beginning with Genesis. Good place to start. We're going to study the five books of Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. In order and with a little bit of in-depth so that we get the sense of the gospel as revealed in the Old Testament. Come to Bible study. I'll tell you all about it. God chose the time for the revelation of this mystery of Christ and Christ's salvation. He 
chose the time. And the secret had been kept from the earlier generations before the baby in the manger because human understanding around the world was incapable of receiving such a profound truth. Even the Jews who were looking for the Messiah couldn't believe it. In Romans 16, Paul says, the revelation of the mystery was kept secret for long ages. And then again in Colossians 1, the word of God, which the apostle is to complete, is the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations. See, the reason we have to be careful here is because many Christians have this tendency to disregard the Old Testament and focus solely on the New Testament. Many Christians don't read or study the Old Testament thinking that Christ in some way came to replace the Old Testament with something of an innovation, something completely detached from the Old Testament teachings, replacing it entirely. Paul insists that this is far from Christ's intent. Let me read you this. Sometimes it's good to go to a commentary outside the Bible that explains the Bible. I recommend you get a good commentary. This one's from The Pillar, New Testament commentary. And it says, the Apostle Paul insists that it was promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures in Romans 1, that it was witnessed to by the law and the prophets, Romans 3, in fact, that the gospel was preached beforehand to Abraham, Galatians 3. Furthermore, evidence of God's intention to bless Gentiles through this gospel may be found in the law, the prophets, and the writings, meaning the Old Testament. Passages that Paul takes up in Romans to show that Christ came not only for Jews and their descendants, but also for Gentiles who would glorify God for his mercy and to set forth the Old Testament basis for his Gentile mission. In short, Paul is saying you can't throw out the Old Testament because it is the basis for the revelation, this epiphany to the Gentiles. Without the Old Testament... There's no revelation to us, the Gentiles. And so what does this mean for me, Pastor? Well, it means that if you're seeking your own revelation of Christ, if you're seeking your own epiphany moment, your own relationship with Jesus, then you have to take time to connect the dots between the Old Testament and the New. You have to understand the revelation God gives through the prophets and through the law and through the word of the gospel. Because the truth is, Jesus Christ is the common thread woven throughout the Bible from Genesis all the way through the end of Revelation. The whole Bible is about him. For him, through him, by him, because only through him can we ever hope to have our own epiphany, our own revelation, our own understanding 
of who he is and who we are in him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.